0: What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us. New setup. I'm Jacob Rodriguez, of course. is Andrew Zimmel, Texas State Sports Press. Live in, in person. person. I
1: can like. Reach I'm not and used them.
0: to to seeing you. I think that's why I fucked up the intro <laughs> the first go around. Uh, but we're here.
1: It's wild. It is crazy. Thank you for having me in uh, the what? What do you call it? This is uh, Chateau de Rodriguez. The cat. Uh, the me casa. Uh, Mojo dojo, uh, Mojo casa, dojo house. casa house. Yeah. I definitely
0: live in a Barbie dream.
1: I have no say in anything that goes on behind me. This is my domain, that essentially. Makes sense. That makes sense. But I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to talk Texas State with you in person, even though uh, I brought the heat with me. It was 85 degrees in North Dakota. I come down here and it was like 100. It was already
0: here, brother, <laughs> when you fucking left. And actually, since you left Texas, it has gotten hotter. Yeah? Yeah. 31 days of straight 100-degree hundred and four days of summer vacation. The school comes around just to
2: end it. There's a hundred and four days of summer vacation. The school comes along just to end it.
1: Well, we, we're gonna take you to school because we have the first installment and maybe the last installment of in person pod with Whoa. me and Jacob and Well you'll be here in December, right?
0: Yeah. My, well, by then, it could be a whole different fucking Texas State team that we're talking
1: about. Ooh, don't say that. Hopefully not. Hopefully it's the same team No, I'm team saying like
0: we could be talking completely different. Like, yeah. well, I can't believe we didn't take more of
1: the Overs instead of, mm. you know, more of the Enders instead
0: of the Overs. Well, know.
1: we break down a lot on this podcast, right? We talk about recruitment. We talk about schedule. We hit you with everything. So this is a jam-packed podcast, and the best part, we'll tell you the an actually.
0: And it's not like a football network. How, how perfect is that? Oh, look at us. Number 11. So this is now more than 50 think. I don't know. Might a be decade 50. plus? It might be 50 episodes.
1: And I will say this. We are growing as a podcast. You mentioned that as a producer, Jake. We'll let, it, let you let me know, at least text me. Uh, thank you guys for supporting us on YouTube as well. That is like where probably the most growth has come. Oh, yeah. Crazy growth. So no, we
0: don't do shit for it. Like, we just put shit out there. The only thing I'm good at is content generation, I think, in my life. So... Put it up and see what happens. And our last one got
1: like eighty views. If you just on YouTube, if you're looking to cut clips, call us. Now, yeah.
0: now yeah, if you want an intern job, up. Yeah.
1: Tech State alums, <laughs> Texas State students. We're also looking
0: for uh, sponsors for our tailgate show. As you can tell, we're doing a tailgate show now. We had a tailgate show in college called Deep in the Heart of Tailgate. I think we're repossessing that name. You so. <laughs> roll it back in. Yeah, so give me that. Try to take that shit. I just said it on our show. What are yeah. you gonna do? Right, what are you gonna do? So? Yeah. Copyright. Little
2: tape. Tired of winning the tailgate, but losing the games? We can't help that.
1: But we can tell you what the hell is up with each team and what's going on across sunny San Marcos. Texas Texas State fans, fans. get on your feet. You're You're listening listening to Squaring Around with with Jacob Rodriguez Rodriguez and and Andrew Zimmel.
0: Thank you so much for being my first in-person guest. <laughs> Glad to be here, Alan. Who would've thought? You know? Who would have thought? Look at us. Who would have
2: thought? Look at us. Hey. Look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me.
0: So this is a new look for us. It's something we can't do all the time. Because we can't stomach each other enough to do this
1: podcast in person. Fingers crossed we can't do it all the time, right?
0: Yeah. This is also a look that fits us pretty well for tailgate. Talking about tailgate Mm. as a
1: whole. Do you have any rousing tailgate memories? (laughs) Uh, My freshman year, I got thrown out of not one, but two. Um, don't steal beer kids. Uh, Letter-related
0: organizations? I'm
1: uh, you know, they had all the bad letters. Alpha, Delta, Beta, beta Sigma, all of them. some like, the so Beta,
0: prostate. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, so, look, got kicked out of a couple. All good. We lived to tell the tale. We moved on. It was more of a gentleman's, like, are you supposed to be here? No, I'm not supposed to be here. We need to get our big brother. Okay, I'll leave. That type of thing. But I'll get I'll get You're like, like, I am the big brother. I am the big brother, big brother but that's big fine. Big Look, yeah. Look, and the other thing is, too, I will, never, uh, I will never take those guys seriously. Wearing, making those poor losers wear jeans to the tailgate, I feel bad for them. I was out here at thighs out, sun, or suns or out, thighs out, you know what I mean? I was ready to go. I went through that entire process as a young man.
0: I came out on the other side. I think I'm better for it. But I this shirt is actually a <laughs> testament to the tailgates at Texas State. That was a white shirt when you got it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah right. a lot of red wine. hmm But um I don't know. I have survived tailgates at Texas State, to put it shortly. I've also survived allegations of who do you know here? You know? So Did you read a hoodie on here? I understand. Texas State is actually doing the who do you know here with the tailgate scene again. Flipping mm-hmm. it back from the, you know, like the nice tailgate central that they have right in front of the stadium. And now we're going back to, I guess, what is it? The south side of the train tracks. The OGs were around when that happened in 2016. I hated that spot. Now 2016 was also the
1: last year. DJ Kinney was a professional football player. You know that? Calgary Stampede. I hate that location. Uh, It's better now because they've built up that end zone, or not the end zone complex. They've built up the athletic complex in general, so there's a little bit more space on the other side of the street. I just don't like where it is. I liked it in the front. I thought it was really cool. Um, I remember going to a game where they had the visiting tailgate on the other side of the stadium. And I remember those guys, it was a UTSA game, I'm pretty sure, because those guys were like, why is this not the location for everything? Because this is a great spot to be. Uh, Look, Personally, I'm not going to be out there tailgating with you guys, maybe, you know, maybe I am, but I don't think right now that I am. Uh, God bless you on that south side of the end zone complex, because there's not a lot of shade either. That's the other thing, you know. Now granted, there's not a lot of shade on the front side either, however, I, it was more sexually located, you're right.
0: It's centrally located, I think... What they wanted is just to, like, bring more people in. So they're like, oh, if we have everybody here anyway, there's, like, no excuse to not go to the game. Yeah. Which makes sense. You know, you got to... There's a lot of area that you have to cross. They didn't release a map of, like, the tailgate area, but they will. And it'll just be... Like, I can just take a screenshot of the Google Maps right now.
1: Now, I've pitched this. My dad's pitched this. I don't think the university will ever do this because for liability reasons. But has anybody ever thought of, like, a skywalk over the train tracks? That's kind
0: of similar to what UIW
1: has. Yeah. Like stadium. Yeah. Because like a thing like that, if you had that, and you could do kind of like this, again, it's located, you go from the skywalk over the railroad tracks into the stadium. But the problem with that would be uh, some drunk guy falls off that and then falls and gets hit by a train. So that's always on the table. However, you know, I, I don't think it's a terrible idea. It's just
0: hard to, hard to accomplish. I forget, you and I went to school when there was no bridge, On
1: ocarina. Yeah. Like, it was just in construction, in flux. So you just had random equipment that was, like, next to a too. And then With, the entire city was ground to a hole, you know? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Every Saturday. Because it was, like, for, people would come for tailgate, and then, if you, best time for traffic, honestly, during the football game. Because, mm-hmm. like, no, know, was out in that drive around you know if you ever had to get groceries and you Texas State was on a two and ten win season like trajectory that'd be the day to do it Saturday afternoons get your H-E-B get your H-E-B kill right, your little H-E-B or the big H-E-B so whatever they do I think it'll be
0: fine because I've done it before I think Texas State has messed around with tailgates enough to understand <sighs> the implications both of like pissing off boosters and not making celebratory fun easy and also, like, the other side, like, oh, it could just be good
1: for team atmospheres. I'll say this. I think that if this is the year, if you're going to play with it, play with it, because you're going to have a lot of hype around GGA. People are going to want to come to the games, period. End of story. you got to figure out what you're going to do this year, and then hopefully not change a lot up, because if you're flipping it every three or four years, dudes are going to get pissed. You know, guys that are coming back every year, alumni coming back every year too, to tailgate, they're not going to be happy when they're having to try to figure out what part of the situation is. What's the rule this year? Is it different? You know, you just want to have one rule stick with it.
0: This is week two
1: of fall count. I think something that kind of floated
0: around last week was, uh, ooh, who's our quarterback? Like, kind of uh, like a storybook narrative, but in some ways kind of a made-up narrative, I feel like. you know Okay. State, you know?
2: I think they've all progressed. They've all gotten better. They've all kind of had their periods, kind of had their days. Um, I thought C.J. Rogers had his best day today. You know, I think he responded. He kind of started off a little slow, and I think he responded today. Um, and we're still rotating those three guys equally uh, for right now um, with, with P.J. and P.J. is starting to get uh, a little bit more reps. We start. We weren't able to go with P.J. early because our three O line we, they weren't ready to practice yet. So now we got those three O linemen ready to go, and P.J. You can start seeing him. You know. Make some strides. He he's not he's not going to be ready this year probably uh, early in the season, but I could see him you know towards the end. Uh, kind of see how it plays out. But I, I think he's he's one of those guys you stand back and watch him practice and, and, and he's doing things the right way. Um, and, and so I'm really happy with PJ, CJ. Malik had a, his best uh, night. We had a night practice the other night. He had his best night. And TJ has just kind of been very solid throughout. Very solid throughout. He uh, operates very well. He throws the ball very well. Uh, he just wasn't here in the spring and missed some of the summer. So some of that is just is just learning curve. But I think he's responded very well. You can see um, you know his leadership kind of come out at, at times. You can tell he's he's been at some some really good places, been around some really good coaches. Um, so you you see his leadership um, at times uh, um, be be really good. And now now all of them need to continue to be better, but it's hard. I, I, Playing quarterback, when you're battling for a job, sometimes it's hard to kind of assert yourself because you're going with the ones and you're going with the twos and you're going with the threes and you're going with the ones. So it's, it's tough. So we have to do a good job as coaches, as this thing goes down the stretch of kind of narrowing it down. You just have to. So um, all those quarterbacks have done really well, though, and they're competing their butts off, and they're, and they're, and they're doing it the right way. You, you know, you see those guys in between throws, you, you know, kind of dapping each other up. So, you know, it, it's a, it's a good competition, but those guys are handling it the right way.
0: Like now – DJ Kenny is like, hey, uh, I think Kornsby doing pretty well, you know? Like, what do you mean? The guy that you've
1: had this whole time is doing well suddenly? The guy oh, that had so. the playbook the earliest mm-hmm. is doing well? Yeah. I, you know, you'd like to have one guy coming in. But I think across college football, there's only a handful of programs. I think of the 133, there's probably maybe 60 or 70 that have their guy right now. That they're like we're happy with, and then I think the rest of college football is kind of trying to figure it out that you know cream will rise to the top. I think Willie Cornesby is that cream. I think he has risen to the top. The other thing is you know we talk about the playbook, man. <sighs> Finley is not the type of quarterback that Cornesby is. Can you run the same plays with the two quarterbacks? That's going to be a question to kind of figure out against Baylor. I have this
0: set up too for a multitude of reasons. One, so I could actually go see the team you know mm-hmm. i could do a whole podcast from out there just the same way they would do it now um, i probably won't but <laughs> i don't know i think going to fall camp is just kind of like watching guys work out
1: you feel that way dudes working out i mean just like that seems hey like a how's it going fellas I'm here for it.
0: I am in a polo and <laughs> shorts. How's your day going? I'm a lot cooler than you are. I've been up to four in the morning. I hate my life.
1: People recognize me from the podcast, and you get shoulder checked
0: on campus. Me? No, I don't. Well, just in general. I get recognized from the podcast, too. Yeah, I know. In San Antonio. The really? The Ops recognize me. Uh, yeah watch out I was saying you were talking about being cooler than the athletes I was saying
1: yeah you're a oh, podcaster
0: oh yeah for sure I could recognize one of those guys who are they they <laughs> were all signed from hey Ohio State University go ahead come over here and maybe you can play <laughs> yeah I graduated from Texas State It was on the homecoming court Yeah, you you're, I did you're a big deal Zim we're tailgating the only way you could look cooler at a tailgate is by rocking a unique fit you know women obviously are rocking boots Short shorts and some sort of either jersey or maroon, something or other. The guys, we got to go off with the fits. The fits. talking polos, I'm talking uh, button-ups, I'm talking graphic tees and more Mm. at Elite Sports.
1: Now, you're a polo guy. I'm Mm. a graphic tee guy. It just goes to show you the different uh, right now. Yeah, there's formulas of how we we do things. I think the graphic tee, we're a little bit relaxed. You might not be talking to the girls, but I think the fellas—you rocking in the the uh, shade a the little inner bit, circles. Training a couple of adult beverages. The polos, though—that is how you talk to the ladies in the Dixie or the Daisy Dukes and the boots. You would know. I would, yeah. So polo or graphic guy. i have a photo of me and Alyssa token. Anyway,
0: if you go to elitesports.com you can forward slash star, actually, I think it's cute that they added the star. You know, we have the background the stuff. But EliteSports.com forward slash star, you can browse the entire collection, support an athlete directly on their site. Malik Hornsby, Ashton Ogden, Dan Foster Jr. There's a bunch of guys on there from the football team. And if that's not your cup of tea, volleyball, baseball, basketball. Name your pick. It's on there. EliteSports.com forward slash square. slash star? Forward slash star. Bad. Forward slash star. Uh, use code square at checkout. Help out the podcast? Help out the pod? Um... Have we come up with a name for DJ Kitty slash Mac Leftwich's air raid? Or, I don't even want to say it's air raid, it's not traditional air raid scheme, maybe. I feel like now all of college football is just kind of like copy paste that playbook ish and then, you know, add your own little fun twist. Mac Leftwich, by the way, is 30 for 30. He's like, you know, for 24 7 sports, these are the 30 guys you have to be paying attention they may be running... Under
1: 30? Who knows, yeah. 30 under 30?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, 28.
1: How about Air Mo? Air Mo. Air Mo. Air Raid? Air Mo? Air San Marcos. Air Cat. Air Cat? I don't like Air Cat. Air Cat. Um. Cat. Uh, Bobcat Raid? Mm. Oh. Maybe we, we hit something there? The Bobcat Raid offense? We'll keep workshopping. Yeah. We'll keep workshopping. I, I
0: don't know what to call it because I don't think any... Like, left is... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, mm, yeah. I get it. No, no I any, understand. Uh, but try Mac, to combine the two. But years. Mac Leftwich had time to like install it. I'll come up with it. it basically, wholly his own. You know, GJ Kinney
1: took it for his ride. So. Yeah, I guess so. I understand. Twenty-eight years old, though. Twenty years old. Wow. He and I would have been at uh, an elementary school together. He could have been a senior when I was a sophomore. This was kind of big news too last week for the team is
0: that they hired a recruiting coordinator. DJ called him like the head of texting, team, the head of Instagram, the head of all the things that DJ was doing basically for the entire thing. Uh, he's a former... Yeah, one less thing on his plate. Yeah, he's a <laughs> former Sam Houston State Bearcat. I'm talking about Randy Martinez who's now the recruiting operations coordinator who has deep DFW ties as a running back, tight end, and recruiting coordinator at Duncanville. Mmm. Yeah. Okay. And the Bobcats are tweeting a lot of mess this week about the DFW area, the Triple D area, saying we're very comfortable here. We're going to make this, like, a a statement piece, basically, of all of our recruiting classes going forward.
1: Okay. It's going to be hard to do. Mm. Uh, Yeah, there's a
0: lot of schools in Dallas already. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, I was thinking to myself, like, okay, so, uh, not only are you competing with the Power 5 schools of the world, but you're also competing with SMU to keep those athletes there, TCU— Power 5 school, but still, they're in the area. Uh, you know, Oklahoma State, they have connections that... So it's like, there's a lot of teams and schools already there, but of all of the regions in Texas, I'm always going to lean towards Central Texas because that's my home. If I was going to be non-biased, ah, that Northern Texas area, man, that DFW area, has some of the best athletes in the country, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially when you mm-hmm. talk about the uh, the uh, offensive side of the ball. Are you just named, like, two schools Hey, Sogo hey. <laughs> Duncanville is one yeah. two. Um well, there There's a lot. There's a lot of really good talent, a lot of good athletes in that area of, of the state. So to say, like, okay, now we're going to put our footprint down, that's cool. Texas mm. is like a bar
0: chart in a lot of ways. Like, as far as, like, football goes, from South Texas to North Texas, like mm. the, the level of play is in half. Really? You can
1: argue, you know, San Antonio's got a history of, like, great teams. 5A and schools. Yeah, yeah you're 5A, exactly. Well, in Austin too, Westlake. So I get that. Yeah, no, That makes sense to me. Uh, I just think to myself, you know, that's a hard job. The person who's in charge of recruiting at any college level, that is not an easy job. We joke all the time, right? People say they want to work in sports media and they want to work in social media. And I tell them, like, that job's insane. That's a hard job. Take that and then put it on steroids. Because to be the person who's in charge of recruiting, now every single guy that is on GJ's wish list that doesn't come to Texas State, this is the guy you talk to. You know what I mean? That's who, that's who people are going to complain to. Why didn't we get that guy? That's a really hard I job. don't want
0: to deal with social media stuff anyway, but we've yeah. done shout it. Shout out,
1: Kate, bro. Yeah, shout out, Kate. Um,
0: I also think, like, for as much as we've talked about this team tweeting, like, mm-hmm. could you imagine, like, one of those coaches, like, uh, basically just on Twitter next to a girl or a woman or maybe his own wife that he's talking to, and going, like, yeah, look at all this. And then you you have to scroll through that as, like, you know, their partner, effectively. And going, <laughs> like, what the hell are they talking about? It's just <laughs> all this, like, take back Texas. Boom! We back! DFW! Like, I think it's, at, at best it's a beige flag. At worst, it's a red flag. Like, get this guy some help. He's delusional. He's talking about
1: Texas State. I mean, that's the other thing. So, like, you think about the entry level jobs in college athletics and you like you probably would think that social media probably is a beginner job kind of an entry level job because if you're not imagine a 45 55 65 year old guy say a, say a, a journeyman college football coach who's coming in to take over the social media account to tweet at guys to qu- to tweet highlights and clips like a guy you know say a, a junior post his big game on a Friday night. Now this coach has to go and quote a tweet with what? Eye emojis? <laughs> right? Like, come on, you know? stuff gig. I Just imagine it has to be like that meme of like the guy that's yelling
0: at that girl and she doesn't care. Because like no girl, uh, well, I wouldn't say no girl, because there's a lot of girls that care about football. Especially like betting, there's like betting podcasts just for women now. Um, but like my girlfriend does not care about football. She could not care less. She asked me to talk about football when she wants to go to sleep. And then that's it. Stop like a light, and I start talking about my fantasy team. Oh wow! It's downhill from there. I need to go back, circle back to this women getting podcast that you got. That's a thing, really I tapped in. Yeah, really. Well, I mean, you know, it's barstool. It's like the whole thing. Yeah, it's like they want to appeal to a wider range of audience. There's women that are interested in
1: sports, you know, or at least making money off. of sports. I, I did not know that that was like a subgenre. That yeah. just missed, missed me. Uh, what is it, girl math? Like, what are we talking about here? I don't get it. That doesn't make... Oh, or whatever. It doesn't make sense to me. No you free th- plugs on our You'd think that it would just be one generic betting podcast, and that would be like... We're, like, you know, they don't have a ESPN Fantasy Football women's app. You know what I mean? Yassified.
0: Okay. <laughs> Shocking. Can I ask you a serious question? Sure. How much of a tool do I fucking look like right now? Do you look like... Tools? I just saw myself in the preview?
1: Oh no! I look like a fat ass. So you're sad. <laughs> you look like a fat. Ass. Oh, God. I'm just I. I've come. To, I'm not fat. I'm just very much bigger than everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I got the thick neck. That's the other thing. So what am I gonna do? Like have a smaller neck? I feel like well, this is what happened when we watched the Barbie movie. I've become like self-conscious of like how I look. I feel that. I don't like it. No. Yeah. I'm just a voice. You're just a guy. I'm just a guy. I'm just a kid, dude. That's tough. Tough world. Uh, I'm kidding.
0: Speaking of recruiting, <laughs> <laughs> which was not easy. Part Hard cut. cut. Hard cut. Speaking of recruiting, 24 uh, 7 Sports actually have the Bobcats as the second best recruiting class in all of the Sunbelt. Which,
1: yeah, you know, they signed. Who's number one? Oh, South Alabama. Okay. that good? A couple years ago, Arkansas so State. Where is that school? South Alabama, Jones Mobile. Burl?
0: Mobile, 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 Mobile. Mobile Take Alabama. Take
1: back Mobile. Take back Mobile. Yeah, I know. It's Mobile, Alabama. Jonesboro is in Arkansas.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Well, get the geography right. Slowly but surely. I'm not good.
0: I don't travel much. I don't get out much. I get homesick. I'm from the Valley. I
1: go home. I get it. I get it. I'm homesick. That's why I'm here. I've decided to come back to Texas and melt in an ice cream cone. Mm-hmm. A big vanilla ice cream cone. No, no, we're shooting this like fucking 90 degrees. My camera's burning up. I have to check it every 15 minutes just to make sure it's done. <laughs> Overheat. So, okay, we're number two in the sub Great, honestly. But the thing is, is that the Jacob Rodriguez School of Recruiting doesn't means that you don't believe any of these ra- rankings until they prove something. That's true. Uh, you were right about Jimbo Fisher a couple years ago at AM. I was right about him as well. We said the number one recruiting class does not mean uh, not anything if you don't get 10 wins. Kellen Mom. Having the number one recruiting class in the Sun Belt and number two recruiting class in the Sun Belt, while South Alabama makes sense, right, a team that competitive year in and year out, uh, you'd like to think Texas State with these guys are going to be competitive, but only time will on tell. You got to know, you know, you don't know what you have in that. You, you, hope, you hope it's good. You look at the other conferences, if you're a new Texas State fan, say you're somebody who followed A&M or Texas, right? And now you're a Texas State fan. You look at those other schools and the idea is, okay, maybe one or two of these guys will be a dud, but we have a lot. Texas State in the Sun Belt is more like trying to get a prize out of a Cracker Jack box. You kind of have an idea like, okay, we're going to get a lot of peanuts, we're going to get a lot of, uh, you know, popcorn. What is going to be the prize? What's the prize in the Cracker Jack box? If you get one of those guys, one guy who can legitimately play at the next level, an Aaron Brewer, uh, David Mayo type, uh, Brian London type, then that is an excellent recruiting class. That's kind of where it's at. Like, can you get the the the, the toy in the Cracker Jack box? So I don't, I don't really get much out of it. Let me ask you. you. So, like, what do you think of the team? Player A, <laughs> player A comes from a university He's a backup, doesn't have a lot of stats, mm-hmm. but he's a transfer. Player B is a guy who came to high school played at a San Antonio school, a and a Reagan, whatever, and you have high school stats. Does that matter to you? Did either one of those, which one of those guys gets you a little more excited? If we had like an Arch Manning type caliber recruit, then I would
0: be like, oh, well, we got to try to talk to this guy. And also, do you think like any journalist in Austin is talking to Arch Manning?
1: Like, that's not how that works either. Like, we would get zero access to the, you know, I don't know. But I'm saying as a fan, for you, like, did, which one of those guys gets you more excited? Oh, I Jess,
0: like a really highly talented high schooler. Okay. Um, I was really excited. We had a guy who was formerly on like the Last Chance U team the last year we were at Texas State, and so that was like the year that I was like, oh, a, blah, blah, blah. you know. Yeah. Okay. That was kind of fun. That's but cool. like, then we we just all did the same article. Like the thing about sports is you all are getting the same information basically from you know like all the journalists at least are getting the same information at the exact same time. Unless you're like very well sourced,
1: well educated, or know. us that just there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like why you tune the nation Also, like right most of the time. So where do we
0: don't even have to be there. We know how the town works. Talk a little about gear in this show. <laughs> Kelly Dampus made it easy for all Texas State alums to, I guess, shop for Texas State gear online. I know that was like a complaint like a couple years ago. Where, where can I find a polo? I'm at tailgate, and they're telling me, "Who do I know here, bro?" <laughs> well, Texas State literally made a list for all that shit. Kind of cool. This is not sponsored by the show. Kelly did not pay us to say this, uh, but you can find like all like the luxury brands and stuff. Yeah. You know? Peter Millar, you want to pay 130 dollars for a polo? Be my guest.
1: <laughs> I I outsourced a lot of my stuff. These are all like the license to, to our friends. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> I licensed a lot of my stuff to the mm-hmm. our, a lot of my stuff to the, the our friends across the uh, the ocean. <laughs>
2: You
0: can't uh, sue them for copyright or infringement if you don't know where they are oh exactly
1: yeah and I keep those I keep those very close to my chest Kelly so if you want to get my friends over there it's not happening no I mean but the, so it's cool Bobcat I got sports Wuhan, China <laughs> exactly I got you guys uh no so it's like it's funny because uh I was in the same boat I was asking where the hell can I buy stuff uh, while I was in school And now it's a lot easier The other thing is that uh, I spent Now on, you can like Go to Target
0: Like it used yeah. to be like you, you couldn't even go to the Target Off of Wonderworld And find Texas State yeah, gear. You, could find, there. you could, could find Longhorn gear You could find AM gear You could find every other team But not Texas State
1: Yeah
0: 100% You could find San Marcos Rattler gear Faster than you no, could you find gotta, Texas that State That's true
1: That's 1000% true uh, maybe They did a better job I don't know what to say. They won more games Um yeah, I mean, Texas State gear was a, it was a hard find. The funniest thing is when you would go to U, or, uh, you know, Austin, and there would be UT gear, A&M gear, and Ohio State gear. And you're like, what the hell is Ohio State gear doing here? Where's my Texas lanyards? Or Texas State lanyards. So, it's tough times. But now it's easier. A couple more headlines to
0: get to. One of them you'll really like, I think. Uh, uh, big Savion Patton signed with the, with the Falcons. Uh, Traplana. Yeah. Good luck, to Savion. Shout one out, one, Savion. You know, he signed a contract. League minimum. Seven hundred thousand dollars a year, Georgia,
1: non-state tax state. No, no income tax. I don't think
2: so. Okay, yeah. mainly a red state.
1: Florida, or blue. Or, uh, or maybe uh, low income tax. Right, like I know I pay like one percent or something like that in North Dakota. Yeah. And he's got to hold down his girl now. That's so that. I think
0: engagement's in the works. No I, kidding. I think
1: a house is in the works in Atlanta. I don't know, probably. Well, I don't have Atlanta proper, but there's a lot of... Hey, Savion, if you have a housewarming party and you invite us out there, we will come out there. We'll do a dead show ass, from your house. Deadass, right? we will come out there, Savion. So, remember... I love Atlanta, Hartsfield, Jackson, International Airport. I would be... The biggest airport in the country. What would it take for you to change alliances? So, Cowboys, clearly your number one. A Texas State quarterback comes through, a running back comes through, wide receiver, defense. Savion Patton, that's where I'm going with this. What would it take you to flip alliances and be like, okay, I'm rooting for this NFL team because of this tech player? Let me tell you, I kind of already am rooting for the Falcons. Because okay. of Donda, Donda,
0: Donda, 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 Donda,
1: okay. Donda, Donda. Donda, 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 Donda,
0: Gotcha. The whole deal is filmed at fucking Mercedes-Benz, whatever it's called. Okay. And they also, the Falcons, right? They, it's like the most affordable place to get like a pretzel or something in that league. Like the league owner, like subsidized costs basically. You know, Jerry Weld is actually Not that hard to get a beer in but.
1: Okay Got it So you're already A Falcons fan Sort of Okay Win in Rome, You know Like I'm not going to Pass off down an opportunity To go either cover An NFL game Or see an NFL team But I'm saying Like to root for them, To buy gear To buy like a jersey that To put them on the big TV You got two TVs set up Big TV goes to the Alliance team Small TV usually Goes to your fantasy team or by, no, mostly it's that the way. What would it take for a NFL team to knock the Cowboys to the small TV and put this other team, because a Bobcat was on the team, on the big TV? Hey, if, if Savions started this year, I'll watch it. Second team. Be my second team. Aaron Brewer. Shout out Aaron Brewer. Right now, depth chart number one center on the uh, Tennessee Titans. We're watching you, buddy. We got you. Oh yeah. David Mayo. Return our call, bro. Yeah.
0: Reach
1: out. <laughs> Reach it out. It's fine. Just do it. I know you're watching, David. Yeah. I know you're watching. Hey. I, I, you know, look, I, we've, we've done our due diligence. We're trying to make it happen. There's a lot of. The thing is, NFL season kicking up. We're in training camp. Odds are we're not going to get him right now. However, you know, the commander season goes away. It's going to go. Call us in week eight. We got you. This next headline, though, Okay. Nigel
0: Pearson in year four in the Euro League. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the Euro League proper, but he yeah. is playing in, in Europe. Europe.
1: No, it's not the Euro League. He's playing in Europe. Also, a great follow on Twitter. Still, a solid. I yeah, hate to
0: see the people
1: that doubted him, that hate, yeah, that hated him. Yep. The bit is that Nigel hates me, and <laughs> I, I don't think that he thinks about me. I think that's the only negative
0: relationship that we haven't repaired on this podcast. Like, you know, we yeah we talked to Don. We talked the entire athletics department. You
1: know. Yeah. We talked to Brady. Talked to Brady. You, you meant some... Squashed beef. Yeah. yeah, meant some fences there. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's the... Uh... Is that the last one? Yeah. There wasn't many, I guess. There wasn't many. I didn't have a lot of beef. Supply. Once you
0: get a new AD, it kind of
1: yeah, a lot makes of it food. easier. You know, if... Okay. Uh, now we're at the point where we're going to pick our... Ah, this... Schedules. Is, this is what I was looking forward to. So, this is... And this is per- yeah, tell your story first, and works. then by the time you tell it... Like, this works like this, we start to do it. perfectly into the beef segment of the show. So, Jacob, for the longest time, i had a beef with our guy, Scott Watkins, uh, over there in Hattiesburg Borough, covers the Golden Eagles. He texted me on my birthday yesterday. Texted me on my birthday, 4-8, and eight, no context. But I knew exactly what he was talking about. I knew that he was giving me his prediction for Texas State. Who texted me on their birthday that their favorite team, their alma mater, is going to finish four games under 500. Well, Archie. Right. You're, te- talking, you're not talking about Southern. No, he's texting us about Texas State. He sent me four and eight. Oh, so did he go to Southern or where? Did no, you go he went school? to Troy. He oh. went to Troy, which loser. is. Uh, no, I mean Troy is not. I would not call him a loser by any means. They're a solid, solid, solid athletic program. But, but like,
0: would, would it be weird to you, like, if you you graduate from Texas State, obviously, now you have to go write about
1: the Cajuns? You know, like, I would hate writing about that team. But if they're paying the bills. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, And, uh, you know, I think that you'd be a little bit more stringent on your Lafayette, Louisiana. Yeah. Suddenly I have a lot of
0: opinions on like Etouffee.
1: Yeah, suddenly all all of a sudden your bylines are going to be saying, L- from Louisiana, right? right? L.A. So anyway. <laughs> no, so he texted me and 4-8. And I was like, okay, dude, thanks for the update. So that was his prediction. You can look at it on Twitter as well. But I couldn't believe it. I was like, what type of what type of guy jumps off the top rope? Love the dude, but come on, 4-8? Uh, We'll go through ours uh, because I'm feeling pretty frisky, pretty frisky right now as the official 6 and 6 podcast of Texas Athletics. We'll go through it. Jacob, University of Texas, El El Paso, UTEP, the minors. This is a historic program. This is a program that has a ton of history, not only across football, but also men's basketball. They got a home field deal for us.
0: Deservedly so, I think.
1: Deservingly so. I love our friends over there in El Paso. However, home field, call us. We got a lot of good Boco ideas. Anyway, I might go buy some. I might go rock some, rock some UTEP gear as I travel the United States Go back up to North Dakota, and uh, you know I, I gotta rock a hoodie, and they got some of those over there. at Homefield. Do you have on. any sort of
0: deal that could help me out if I also want to jump on the UTEP bandwagon? Like.
1: Yeah, the way to help you out there would be using promo code Square. We keep it easy for you over here. Square across all promos. The more important though thing, the more the more important thing though, Homefield. Go support them, and then of course you can get ten percent off using Square for first time users. Yeah, first time users
0: fifteen percent off. Uh, returning users 10% off. Mm, Keep coming back. Paying it back to the
1: almighty square gods. A lot of uh, good stuff. A lot of good stuff. UTEP, University of Texas, A&M, and of course NDSU, Bison as well. Got a lot of different teams. We're going to get so much shit for my knees being like this far. Talking about predictions, right? Yeah. Okay. As we all know, we're 25 days away
0: from this day of recording. Tuesday, August 8th. for the podcast. to go into
1: Baylor and dominate. Question <laughs> point? Week 1 at Baylor. Who do you got? Uh, Alright, after looking at the books and thinking about this a lot. Because, I don't think it would have mattered if it was in Waco or in Sam I'm drinking the Baylor juice. I'm going Baylor. I'm going Baylor. Do they have the spread yet for us? Uh, I could look it up, but no. I don't. I'm going to go Baylor. 35. I think the, the, over, the it's like 26, Baylor, Like That's uh, their favorite 26 points? Mm-hmm. They're going to win by 26. 35. Yeah, I think that's a little
0: insulting, to be honest. I think it's like 15.
1: 35-21. But, you know, nobody makes money on a 15-dollar line. Yeah. Yeah. 35-21, yeah. 30, bailey I think we score three touchdowns. I think it's going to be very close in the first half. I think Bailey puts up two touchdowns early in the third, and that's that's the side factor. Baylor's not going to be that good. You know, they're not going to compete for a Big 12 championship. No, but they're going to push a lot of teams. They're going to push the Houston. But
0: they're kind of figuring shit out, you know. They're kind uh, of like us. And also, storyline I yeah. didn't understand about this game until last week uh-huh. is that G.J. Kinney's little brother yes. is on the team, yeah. which is like another, I'm
1: sure everybody and their mom will be talking about this come that time. Well, first off, is going to have a lot more impact on the game than his brothers. Yeah. That's that's without a doubt. Uh, I just look at it this way. New quarterback, new system, Power 5 team, going into Waco. Maybe Texas State gets a little bit of that 2014, 2015 mojo against Houston, where they went in and they beat the Cougars. Maybe that happens. But right now, I'm feeling... I'm feeling that, that Baylor gets the job done to start things off. It's going to be one of those games where we leave it knowing more about Texas State. We're going to know a lot more about Texas State. And we're going to feel good. We're going to lose a game, but we're still going to feel good. That's where I'm at with the Baylor loss. No moral victories. No moral victories. But you're going to look at it, because we're going to get to the next two weeks, and we're going to say that Baylor loss answered questions that we needed to have answered to win these next two games. I think... It's just like i already said
0: it. This, I'm chalking this one up as an L just based on the way GJ answered my question about it. Uh, you know, Okay. Now, yeah. do you have a, predict- a score prediction? I do think we're going to see two quarterbacks, regardless of that. Regard this at like, you know, I don't. I don't. Think so. We've talked about two. It'll be. It'll probably be two.
1: I, I think that if if things go the way that I think they will, the time we see TJ Finley will be in the fourth quarter. We're not going to see him in the first half. It'll be more. It'll be game to start. It'll be his game at after halftime. In the fourth quarter, I think that's when things start getting shaken up a little bit. Okay, well, what about week two? UTSA, they come to our humble abode. The See, and this, is, and this is where, our humble abode, our humble their abode. home, their home, where we're going up. Well, the b me and you. Yeah. And this is where I'm going to get first beat. They got a big, 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 big target on their back. Huge target on their back. The biggest target in the NCAA. I would say the biggest, I honestly, Besides Texas. Uh, out inside the state they might have the second biggest one. Inside a group of five they might have the biggest target on their back. I think that Texas State upsets UTSA. Ooh. I'm going I'm going on a live here. I'm going on a live here. One in one. I think it's gonna be a, I think it's gonna be one of those games that uh, G J you're is, watching this. This is a big this uh, is a clip. Student in the Master moment. This is a clip here. This is this is the game that G.J. wins after losing in a work. Like, there Like, we don't get another one of these. This is, the, this is the revenge game from losing to North Dakota State. I think that he learned lessons from that loss against a more physical opponent in NDSU. I think that he's been instilling that. I think it's kept him up at night over the past six months. I think he comes into this game. I think the guys are ready to play. I don't think they get pushed around by UTSA. And this is also the game where we clip it and we send it to uh, our boy Craven and we say... This is the best quarterback in the in the state. The, I, uh,
0: Frank Harris, by the way, seven knee surgeries. That thing that's crazy. Yeah. It's like
1: you get off the field. That's about, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm going Texas State here. I know a lot of you are gonna say I'm insane. You're I'm crazy. August eighth, I'm telling you, Texas State, UTSA. it's gonna be a close one. Give me twenty eight. Twenty four. I'm gonna for the sake of this podcast, I'm gonna go L. You know? Just so, you No, know, whatever you feel. Whatever you feel. Well I just think
0: it's lame to be like, you know. Win, win, yeah. Okay. You know, you gave great reason for yours. I'm just going to go out. Okay. Because I know further down this stretch, it's going to get a lot 02. Right. So you're 0-2, yeah. I'm 1-1. One, 0-2, one. Okay. One, one. Uh, The next two weeks, Jackson State, then Nevada.
1: Win, win. I think so, too. Three and one. I'm going one. two wins, back to back. Three and one. Jackson State, that sh- it's a trap game. Jackson State's a trap game. Uh, H- or HBCU program. Don't sleep on them. Texas State has learned its lesson, I think, sleeping on FCS and before. The house that Prime built. The house of Prime built. A lot of that talent's gone. A whole new regime in there. A whole new coaching staff. I've been told that they do not have the same money behind them as before. I heard that a lot of that money that Dion got as he went to Jackson yeah. State, I heard that that was not year over year. Some of that money not still in the program, you know, spent a lot of it. Got to spend money to make money. I think, that's a, I think that's going to be a big win for Texas State. And then the Nevada one, that is going to be the one where everybody's saying, oh, shit, Texas State, different program. Three and one, conversations around the Sun Belt, what is Texas State? A big win against UTSA, two more straight wins, three and one after a Baylor, Baylor loss, and uh, you're talking about could they win the Sun Belt West. Yeah. According to my chart, I have the mat now two and two. Now okay. five
0: hundred team, kind of more measured. Like, ooh, we've seen some good things. We've seen some bad things. Okay. We stop right now. Texas State's just as good as you know four years ago. Yeah. Uh, the next
1: two weeks after that, Southern and Louisiana, two losses. three and three. Southern is going to be a, a really rough one. That's the team that's going to be competing for the sub belt west. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the come back to earth moment. Louisiana, that's at Lafayette, right? Or that's in San Marcos. Let me double check for you, sir. That's at Cajun Field. It's a loss. Three and three.
0: I'm gonna say we lose to Southern, win against Louisiana. A lot of bad blood between those two programs, especially between me. I need this team to win. Okay. Personal. Personal.
1: So, is that your it's
0: the Jacob Rodriguez been towards? Do you have
1: Do you have a lock? Have we hit a, Have we hit the Jacob Rodriguez lock of the season yet? Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, that's so further down. Three and three. Three and three. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: We at three and three? Yeah, I think
1: we're now measured at three and three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay.
0: ULM and Troy, next to a little game series we got. Family weekend and homecoming weekend at Bobcat Stadium, by the way. ULM, lock of the year. Lock it in now. Both home games. 30-point game at ULM. Bobcats go in there. Homecoming,
1: the game that our boy Brady McBride will be at. Uh, also, like, uh, I'm going aggro. So all right, I love I'm it. I'm on the homecoming court. And I gotta represent. I love it. So that's against ULM. So that's a win. I'll take it as well. So four and three, Troy, though. That's where it gets tricky. They've got one of the better coaches in the pro or in the in the country. If everything again, we're doing this in August. If everything goes right, so we're locking for, it now. So if, like, if you say we suck ass, like oh okay, yeah, yeah, we said this shit in August. Yeah. If anything changes with this program. Anything happens to Troy, this could be a win. However, in August, on paper, Troy has more experience. In my opinion, they have more championship pedigree. It's going to be a tight one. Write this one down, Jacob. I don't think Texas State scores thirty-five in any of these in these big games. I don't think they score thirty-five in any of these big games. Give me Troy twenty-eight, Texas State 25, 24. Okay, 28, 24 loss. So. Did the Bobcats learn a lot from that loss? It's a home loss. I think Homecoming thing, loss. Another homecoming loss. By I the way, this another, is October 28th. And I'll say this. I think it's the last homecoming loss in the G.J. Kenny era. Okay. I think you lose it against Troy, and then from there on, we do not lose another not lose another homecoming game in the G.J. Kenny era. That's my bold prediction.
0: We love our veterans the next week. Georgia Southern, Heroes Day, and then Coastal Carolina the week after that. Those both games. We have a four-game home streak. Uh, Actually, the one in Coastal is
1: a a three-game home stand that finishes in Southern. Gotcha. So, Southern, that's another program, kind of shaky, you never really know what you're going to get. They are the better of the two Georgia schools. Consistently, that's a loss. I'm going four and five. I know it's tough. The East is incredible. We talked about it last week. The East is insane. They're going to get their asses kicked every other week. Uh, in that Eastern Division with JMU and uh, App State and Coastal and everybody else, I look at it this way. I go, you know, I think they come in. I, I think we, I think we go over there and we lose. So that's that's what's terrible. I think they come here and we lose two game lo- losing streak, two game losing streak, five oh and wow. four and five. I think I'm giving away too many Ws in this one. one you two. are? Yeah, I think. What am I at right now? Coastal isn't going to be a win. I think Coastal has a down year this year. I don't trust Tim Beck. I'm going to
0: join you on the two-game losing streak thing.
1: And I'll say we win at Coastal. So what are we at, 5-5? I think so. Okay, Sounds about right. 5-5. I don't trust Tim Beck. Grayson McCall is the best quarterback in the conference. At this point in the season, though, I think we only have three or four games left. Two. He might be shut down. This is I'm talking about coastal. I think he might be he might be thinking about he's got a lot of miles, miles on him. A lot of miles on him trying to get ready for the NFL draft. There's a chance that he gets banged up and says, you know what, this team is looking at a, a four or five win season. I don't want any part of it. Draft analysis is gonna say, What the hell are you doing? But it's a sunbelt, so it doesn't he's not like he's playing for a national championship. I think he might be shut down by this point. I'm going Texas beats Coastal Carolina, takes down the shots players on the teal field, and uh, don't trust him back.
0: It's getting scary, though, because we're down to the two-game
1: stretch. I think we're already at five and five. Can you split the last two? Yeah. Well, one of them's Arkansas State, so yes, I hope so. That's six. Yeah. Arkansas State in San Marcos, correct? Or is it in Jonesboro? Uh, no. Yeah, they're at Jonesboro. That's I should be a win. I feel okay about it. Play them anywhere, you probably wouldn't. I'm feeling okay about it. Across the athletics department. I think that Arkansas State game is going to be the biggest offensive output of the season for Texas State. That's going to be the first time that they've broke 40 points. And people are going to be saying, oh shit, can this be a team that puts 40 up every week next year? That's not going to be the case. Arkansas State, a historically bad team. They're on one of the worst runs that the program has had in the recent years. I'm going Texas State. Goes to Jonesboro, gets the win, and at that point, it's six and five, bowl eligible. So then you got to go in the last game, last game of the season, Jacob L, which is uh, South Alabama at Bobcat Stadium, and the season on a loss. We are at six and six. So that's where we're at, six and six on the season. I think that the ris- most risky one is the UTSA win that I gave us. But if you're at home thinking to yourself... Not Troy.
0: <laughs> Upset for homecoming
1: night? Well, I said you, we were going to beat UTSA. Yeah, I know.
0: But a team that's better than UTSA. Is, is yeah. Troy?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. At least, you know, so you're, terrible or classic. So you're saying that the, the win that you gave them on homecoming? Could be. I don't
0: know. Who's
1: to I, say? My my I'm saying I think the UTSA is the most risky one. Um six and six. That's a better than our pregame prediction or uh, uh, the betting odds. Which is four and a half. Way better. If you just took the line you might make money. Yeah. Might lose money. Might lose your own.
0: Might lose your wife. Again. Way to go. Way to go. Dad.
1: <laughs> I, I like our I like our chances. <laughs> I like our chances. Six and six. That's the official stance of the podcast.
0: How we get there is a little different, but yeah. I'm okay I think with it, that. I think it's going to be some dry spells and some like hot ah, weeks. That We're might, on SVP, oh, and
1: God. that's fine. You know, this is ride, ride the maroon wave with us. That's fine. I and look, I like I said, we built it in the schedule. There's a couple. There's a three game homestand. You know, you're like, oh shit, what are we doing here? What are we doing? We we lost two of the three at home. That's not great. And I just I think to myself, like, this is a team that desperately needs it, a fan base that desperately needs it, and I really hope and pray that the guys that GJ brought with him from Incarnate were learned lessons from last year's playoff loss, come to this Texas State and have a chance to play for a bowl game. Now, how fitting is it that our first
0: recorded tailgate mm-hmm. show is, like, in the backyard, basically, of UIW.
1: I mean, it is pretty fitting. Um,
0: I thought about going over there, actually, but then you know, then we're just like YouTube guys on yeah. Like, like change my mind. Yeah, exactly.
1: Ch- change my mind about six and six. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. You know what I mean? Well, like,
0: I, I think I found her fucking thumbnail.
1: That's good. <laughs> uh, look. I mean, Texas State and the guys that are on the, on the team. They need. I, I think they need to do this. Um, playoff expansion. Pac 12 dead. Uh, Subtle hold that. Note, actually, okay. Yeah, well, let's just round out the schedule. All this right. Part. Uh, most risk about most risky game that we picked: UTSA potentially. Troy on Jacobs' part. Uh, the lock I think is ULM. Four I Arkansas State. Mm-hmm. I think those are the two that lock. So even worst case scenario, wheels fall off. You have Jacob Rodriguez under center at some point in the season. Hey, I'm there. You're, you're, there. Legit, you're, you're looking me. at two win games. I know season. the offense. Not
0: really, but... Uh, I think
1: that... Look, even... But the thing is, even Jacksonville State and Nevada, like... You're looking at four wins baseline. Like, baseline. that's a baseline Hopefully. four wins. We thought we walked into Nevada. Everybody was talking well, shit. Well... Yeah. Fucked around, found out. Uh, that's, that, but that's the thing. That was the last year of All The wheels were already on the ground. The wheels had fall off. You think so? He lost the team. I think so. I think he might have lost the team by then. So... How I many lane catcher starts until that uh, Two. two, two lane hash starts. And they <laughs> that's, said, that's two. Two lane hash starts. And they said we're done, dude. This is I can deal with one, two, two. No, I'm done. Now. So shame on you. Exactly. So no, I think you might have lost the team by that point. I think Nevada this year is a completely different, uh, totally different story. Uh so look, baseline four wins. You're feeling pretty good about the season coming in. I know that uh, expectations are maybe as high as they've ever been. I don't think the Everett Withers era, we were considering this. I think the Spavitol era, people were kind of, I remember when he came on campus, people were talking about, like, could this be a team that's winning a Sun Belt? The G.J. Kenny era, man, it just feels different. It just feels different. It feels like a guy with pedigree. It feels like a guy with a plan. And the hype has never been higher for a head coach and higher at Texas State. I, I really don't believe so. Let's take a
0: break for a nap. It's hot as fuck out here. We're... Uh, filming this at, like, plus 900 degrees, is is the way we fix climate change college coaches complaining about, you know, basically the NCAA infrastructure as a whole realignment and traveling?
1: Uh, yeah, you know, all those private jets going from UCLA to Rutgers is what is really hurting us. Greta Thunberg is, uh, has a statement coming out later. No, here's the thing. So the best thing Larry Tice ever did was accidental is he joined the Sunbelt Conference. There's absolutely I'm no... I'm sure he, he, he signed a couple forms. Like it there was is sort no of a choice way that he knew that this was coming. I do not believe it. No way did Larry Tice know that this is where college football was going. He got in... Well, nobody did, right? Well, that's a, I knew that this is where this was going. I could have told you 10 years ago this is where this was going when the Pac-12 tried to get uh, Oklahoma, Texas, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma State. So here's the deal. So the Sunbelt... Not only gets one of the best media deals in the group of five, mm-hmm. okay, but they got a group that the whole reason this conference works is the regional rivalries. And this last uh, last run through of like who's going to move around, no Sunbelt Belt team was even talked about leaving. And the only teams that would leave: App State, maybe JMU, right? Troy, Southern. No, all those teams are in the SEC. The SEC never going to accept those teams because they already have teams in the states. So those schools don't want them. So the Sun it's Belt, like Holy Houston thing, you know? the Sun Belt is set up perfectly. There's not another Group of Five conference that is set up as well as the Sun Belt conference right now, and you have to love it. You have to love it because this is the other thing. Texas State comes in now, a new head coach, a little bit of turbulence at Coastal. Arkansas State doesn't know what they're doing. Troy and Southern Miss are two programs that have good head coaches. Uh, Summerall is talked about as one of the best coaches in the Group of Five. He's already getting looked at for other Power Five jobs, so there's a potentially there. And the college football expands to twelve teams. It's looking like Jacob, the Sun Belt, might get a team in the playoffs. I'm serious. The Summit as a twelve-team playoff, if the winner of the Sun Belt Conference, there's a real shot. If you're coming as a twelve seed or eleven seed. You're having to go to a Ohio State. Or a Michigan, but we talked Which about it in. on Twitter. We talked about it on Twitter. Seattle fans, tax State fans, we'll go anywhere. We, wow. There's one guy. Shout out to you, saving like six thousand dollars a year. Yeah, just putting six six k a year, just putting away, being like, yeah. When we get well, to I a don't home know if it's six grand
0: a year, but it is six thousand dollars.
1: This guy is insane. I love. It. So that means like, okay, I know I'm in my room, get my board. I would love to go to a playoff game. I'd love to go to a ball game. You know what I mean? And wouldn't it be sweet if the first bowl game Texas State ever plays in is one? Is a, is a playoff game, Jacob? Because it's possible. It's not impossible now with the playoffs expanding and the way that Pac 12 has completely fallen apart. This helps the Sun Belt Conference. Helps that. Oh, everything. It's like anti-big
0: government, basically.
1: <laughs> it's like... The Sun Belt's the libertarian candidate. Yeah. Straight up. It kind of... the Manchurian mean, candidate,
0: Texas State.
1: Honestly, a little bit. And look, how sweet would it be if there was a world where Texas State goes to a bowl game and wins... I'm not saying they're going to playoff game. But goes to a bowl game and wins one before UTSA. Who... likely Maybe. I don't know. It's... I mean, it's possible... Right? You don't want to get too excited. We just predicted six to six season. There's a world, I mean, where UTSA ends up in the uh, the group of five Super Bowl again, playing Troy or Southern Alabama, or South Alabama, and then we're over here playing, like, I don't know, LaTeX. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or uh, FAU. Oregon Temple. State. Like, I mean, there's a world, you know? FSU? Yeah. FSU. <laughs> Miami, Florida Southern the University. That's Florida State. The U. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, Notre Dame. No, Notre Dame. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm Army. Just, my thing is, I'm just really. I'm excited when I saw all the pieces falling apart. When I saw the Big Ten become a super conference, I know a lot of college football fans aren't happy about that. I'm not necessarily happy about that when it comes to rivalries and like the product on the field. I don't think that's going to help the product. I don't think it's going to help the student athletes. Doesn't help them. <laughs> It's not going to help the global warming either. It is going to help Texas State. So if there's a silver lining of a silver lining here, Texas State's potential, the Sun Belt's potential, of getting a team to playoffs, say it's, it's possible.
0: Don't come in Bobcat Stadium for sure. This shit keeps. Up. You know, Oregon has to travel to where to play a regular season game twice. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, you know, you feel bad for. And that's it. just
0: a money-making sport,
1: right? Football.
0: Consider baseball. Do you consider feel volleyball. you feel
1: really bad for the women's soccer program, the lacrosse program. You feel I, you know, Northwestern having to go to UCLA. You know what I mean? Like that's just not a that's not a fun trip for anybody by any means. It's not fun for anybody. So I just I, you feel bad for the student athletes. I think before you feel bad for anybody else. Uh, global warming probably a close second, right? Like women's soccer team number one, global warming number two on the who this screws over. I don't know. I don't like it. I love the Rose Bowl as like the national. You know know what's funny is that now the Rose Bowl who plays in that if there's no Pac-12 yeah is it the big Big Twelve and that's because the people who decided who
0: played in that for the longest
1: time were like we're the Rose Bowl
0: yeah
1: (laughs) well it's like you know like we're not gonna
0: pick like the same teams all the time we're gonna pick something that matters something that's kind of fun yeah
1: was it. Texas a lot, yes. Well, it was a, it was a, normally it was the champion of the Pac twelve, the champion of the Big Ten were playing in the in the Rose Bowl. That's kind of fun.
0: I she mean, yeah, a little,
1: little set. Yeah, styles. yeah, and now it's like you know it rotates. It kind of it's going to be a playoff game now, so you know the pageantry of the granddaddy of them all kind of goes down the toilet. But the, big the big one, the big one, the big one. The Rose Bowl. I'll tell you. So your Rose Bowl memory, quick. Colt uh, McCoy. Breaking his fucking collarbone. Well, is that your Rose Bowl memory? <laughs> yes. My Rose Bowl memory is TCU beating Wisconsin, making J.J. walk. The first time I said, bitch, in front of my father.
0: Really? It was like, that guy's a bitch. And he was like, go to your room. I'm here for you, Cole. I love Cole. Uh I, I saw the you know the Johnny Manziel documentary on Netflix. Yeah. It came out today. Did August, you watch any of it? August 8th. I just saw a little bit of it before I edited a bunch of shit. But anyway... Um, I was just realized how much I love like, that era, you know? Like, that was still very fun college The early football. 2010s? Yeah. Well, not early. It was 2016, you know? When he beat Bama, that's 20, like, that was 2015? 2014? No, 2012. He won the Heisman 13. Fuck, really? Yeah. Dude, he's old as shit now. <laughs> yeah, like, I really- when I, when I had a beer with him in college station, he looked rough. He's huge. He looked 40 pounds bigger than when, well, he, was you, at,
1: uh, when he was playing. Does, did he look big in the documentary? No, he was on coke.
0: Well, not during it, but you know that era, he was on coke.
1: Well, in the documentary when he there interviewing him, did he look big? Oh no, he looked
0: fine. Okay,
1: and not sober, but like he had found himself. New bar coming to stop hanging out with Drake. That's his fucking issue. New bar coming to Northgate. Really? You gonna go? Is he? Money Mansell. Yeah, he has, he has a bar. New bar opening up. Really? Yeah. Is that confirmed. Yeah. For your brother? He confirmed it. Your brother's naggy. Yeah, brother's naggy. Uh, I do not think he's going to go to Giant uh, Manziel's bar. Giant Manzel confirmed that he's got a new bar. He's and they shut it down for like cockfighting or something. Uh, you know They already have turtle they're, racing. They're talking there. about it already needing more space. They're saying that it needs to be a bigger location. What do they call it? I think it's Money Manziel's. Money Manziel's. Something like that. Man- I would just call it Manziel's. Uh, or Heisman. Heisman. Well, far, but you can't. You I think. Yeah, you can't, you can't, can't use the copyright. Trademark. You can't use the copyright. I said. Could you do Heisman House and put a Z? But I think maybe the Toyota. Or what people. about his house? But Heis House. Wait, like slurring your speech? Yeah. yeah I mean, maybe. Got a couple know. drinks on this market. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what are we thinking? But I just think. I think that was the name of it. But it's a new, new bar coming to Northgate. So for all you uh, Aggies out there, I know that. You're tired of the Dixie Chicken? Come here. My favorite. Joke to do at Northgate
0: is at the Dixie Chicken. You know, like half of it like burned down a couple of years ago, but they have a live like rattlesnake, or it's not a rattlesnake. It's like diamondback, and I always go up to people at the bar and go, "Do you know there's a snake back there?" Not drunk. I have drinking water, and I'll go up to people pretending to be drunk. I've been out. to the Dixie Chicken like maybe twice in my life.
1: It's uh It's worth the experience. I, I think. that's one of the best bars on Northgate.
0: Just you know. What do you think
1: about? You don't Northgate? have to worry about getting assaulted. Yeah, yeah, it's more family friendly. The chimneys of Northgate. Well, there's the chimneys, I think. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's the chi- the chimneys of Northgate is Dixie Chicken. Well, the chimneys of Northgate, I guess, are good chimneys. No, well, you might get assaulted at that Chimmies. <laughs> You're not going to get assaulted at the chimneys in San Marcos. I can promise you that, folks. Uh... bad <laughs> clip. Huh? bad <laughs> clip. Well, I'm just true. I mean, like, I think that that's like, the, of the bars at. That's what I'm going with. This. Okay. That you think San Marcos the
0: square is safer than Northgate? I didn't say that. Chimmy's. <laughs> I, Chimis. I Chimis. a fine line you're walking. Chimis is the more that Chimis in San Marcos. I mean, you same. talk about it all the time. That we've talked about this one fight that was the worst fight I've ever seen in our lives. I've seen ten of those in San Marcos. Yeah. It's uh. Famously, I was in the bar. This is like my where were you moment when they brought the AR-15 and freaking
1: rooftop. So, we can cut this, if you want. But I might be, it's, it's topical. The Montgomery Sweet Tea uh, Riot. No, not riot. But the the, the, Mo- the Montgomery, Battle of Montgomery. The Battle of Montgomery. Uh, the, the Sweet Tea. Okay. The Sweet Tea Party. Um, you saw that and thought, what? It's crazy. As somebody who is very anti-helping other people. Uh, and, like, you see something happen on one side Street, you what go... you see a guy getting... Jumped. Uh, assaulted.
0: Definitely in a, sort of a racially motivated okay. way. Whether so that or not... Was, that's the, the line. racial lens, that, for sure. That's the
1: line? Yeah. I saw a man swim 20 yards. That was crazy.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I'm, like, thinking to myself, Jacob wouldn't do that. Jacob wouldn't go 20 feet. Well, it That, like... Do they have alligators
0: over there? I don't have to worry about that. In really. Montgomery, Alabama? Do they have alligators over there? <sighs> I
1: don't think so. You sure? I'm pretty sure they're not alligators in that I'll, bay. Oh Google, Fishing Wildlife, yeah. Alabama. I don't think there's alligators in that in that bay. There's a snake in that my- Would you go?
0: To the to the ferry ride at yeah. Montgomery.
1: Yeah. Would you Would you jump off the boat? I already shit
0: on Riverwalk Stadium in Alabama. I guess this year. I guess for the to see the folding chair, to see the scene of where it went
1: down. No, I mean if you saw that, if you were on the ferry, you were on the Harry Tubman, trying to dock, and you saw what was going down, and you saw a guy jump in the water and swim over there. Would you be like, with my brothers, I'm jumping, I'm going over there to help? Well, or are you, that, are you pulling the phone out? In that scenario,
0: right, under a racial lens, as okay. we've said, I'm on the, this, I'm on their team already. Okay. I'm on the... I've got to
1: do something. Yeah, okay. I'm either on the phone with police or uh, okay. talking down the situation. Gotcha, gotcha. Journalism. Journalism. Jake pulls yeah, out the or phone. Or pull out the phone. Yeah. yeah. Make but sure that everybody gets to see it. Okay, that's We can fair. live stream on YouTube now, so, you know. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Get on Periscope. Mm-hmm. Get on X. Exactly. Yeah. All right. That's fair. I saw that and immediately, I was like, I don't know if I can swim that far, that fast. I think everything would have wrapped up by the time I got there. However, if I was on the bar with the margaritas... It's a long way. I think he underestimated I, how far it was. My, my thing He's is... It's kind like a 50 meter. I would, I would be wanting to jump in and help. But I'm worried that I might get hit. And it's like friendly fire. Fray, yeah. It's friend, friendly fire.
0: The, the real hero in that is the first black dude that like sees the security... The hat yes. goes in the air. Yeah. The bat signal. Yeah, the bat signal goes up. You see this guy booking it, and he's like immediately de escalating the situation, yeah. and then things get out of control.
1: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm very much pro. I've been on the side of this for a while. I, this is not a new take. I'm pro helping strangers as they're getting beat up, like to help them. Um, I saw that, and I thought to myself, what would Jacob do? WWJD. What would Jacob do? We were talking about lettered organizations earlier uh-huh. in this podcast. It used to
0: have a, a back signal word that you would say if you're getting into a fight it was Alamo actually fitting no them in San Antonio. kidding so if you heard alamo you're like yo what's happening somebody needs help
1: yeah really that was like our, our safe word that's smart mm-hmm. i i didn't realize that the letter organizations were getting so many brawls in public that you had to have like you got a you fight gotta system that's you know, smart this is a
0: this system has been passed down from generation i didn't to generation. think about that
1: don't forget and it's easy don't forget the Alamo. don't yeah. forget the Alamo. you see if i got in fight with me and my friends i think i'd have to yell peewee Pee-wee. It's also a
0: word that you can't, like, mess up. You, like, two syllables. So, Alamo! Um. And then you sound kind of cool when you say it, too. You, you're getting your ass kicked in that moment, but you say, Alamo! You know? like, you're going down like Davy Crockett, essentially. That's fair. That's His that birthday, out, by David. the way, is
1: on Saturday, August 12th. Shout out, Davy. You guys can go to hell. I'm going to Texas. Say it. Famous Davy Crockett line. So I don't know if you if you want to keep that or not, but that's. Uh, I like that. I thought that I mean that a good segment. Like I said, I'm very much pro. I would want to help the security Burn, like guard. Card about I it. want to help the security guard. I just I don't know. I feel like I'm in the game,
0: but my heart's in the song.
1: I'm worried I'm going to get punched in the mouth. I'm worried that they're going to look at me as like you're one of the villains, and I'm not. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, but you
0: you got to be one of the
1: first guys there. I
0: think I think so because that if you go in late, yeah, you're going to slip. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I think, it, uh, you know, as you throw the show, there can't be any hesitation. Scream, ally, ally! <laughs> you had ally, ally. That's good.
0: We're here. Is there anything else we had to talk about? I don't think so. wrap it. I think we're gonna go on kind of our world tour. Where we're just talking to people. We're setting up interviews for next week, week after, basically all the way until we fucking kickoff. This show is gonna have some form of a guest. I think. We need to cover some ground. Yeah. I think that's good. That's the way to do it. And they're looking out for a a thing that me and Zim will actually write for DCTF. Mm. Um, Bobcat basketball. Yeah. We're talking about Coach Johnson and uh, Coach Anton about, you know, the season, the players, the who, the what, the where, the why, and ultimately the quest for another
1: ring. Banner. Banner? Bring me a banner. Bring me a banner. Yep. Team break.
0: Ask me about my banner.
1: We ain't got no badges. We don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. Better not come any closer.
2: Thanks for listening. New episodes out every Thursday. Follow the boys on Twitter. Eat them up.
1: Eat them up.